All right, welcome back. It is March and we are here with a new word this month. Beth, why don't you introduce yourself so we can jump right into it? With all the patients in the world, we're going to jump right in. Yeah, so (laughs) I am Dr. Beth Trammell and I'm a licensed psychologist and an associate professor of psychology at IU East. uh, And I'm the director of the master's in mental health counseling program. Nice. Um, And I'm Leslie Bolser. I am the creative director of Core Essential Values. And Beth and I connected a couple years ago because of our shared love for words and using words intentionally as parents to get the behaviors or, um, you know, to to have kids behave in a way and act in a way and grow up in a way that we can really be proud of and that it's what we hope for them. So this month, we are talking about a word that is just so hard for me personally to practice. And I could definitely use some advice on it, Beth. And that word is patience. And patience, the way we're talking about it or applying it, is waiting until later for what you want now. And it is a little ironic that we are almost a year into a global pandemic where we've had to ask kids and adults and everyone to be patient because they can't do what they want to do now for an entire year. (laughs) And here we are talking about being patient. Um, But just because we've been forced to do do it as a result of um, this pandemic, it's still an important skill for kids to learn and to practice in their lives. So, So get us started. How do we talk about patients with elementary age students? Yeah, so it... You know, even as we're describing this whole situation we find ourselves in for the last year, it's like, yeah, we have not actually been great at patience. You know, we're like grumpy. We're emotionally exhausted. We just really want to, quote, get back to normal, you know, and yeah. Okay. So patience for our elementary age kids. So our, our preschoolers really aren't developed enough in so many ways to to be great at this. And frankly, at the elementary level, they're really not a ton better, but we still want to practice and model and, and define this for them and continue the conversation with them because we're continuing to plant seeds along the way. So for our kids who are in elementary school, the truth is they're actually showing patience a lot. Throughout the school day, because their teacher is requiring them to wait a lot, right? They're waiting for their turn to talk. They're waiting for their turn to go to the bathroom. They're waiting for their turn to eat their lunch, right? They're, they're showing a lot of patience, even if they're squirrely. Yeah. So I think the first thing to remember is our kids, when they get home, are not incapable of being patient. It's just that, gosh, darn, they've been patient all day long, mom. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. So, so what do you do then? It's just a free for all at three fifteen when they walk in the door. Well, if you're at my house, it is. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I am totally kidding. Although some days it feels a little bit like that. I am way outnumbered one to four. So, okay. So no, but I think it's remembering that. The reason our kids can show patience at school is because the environment sets them up to be required to do so. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So here's the thing. At home, we may not always want the environment to be set up that they have to show patience all day, every day. In fact, that's basically where we've been for a long time. And it makes us pretty grumpy and pretty sassy. 
So instead, what I suggest is just stepping back to realize, okay, when are the moments when I really need patience from them? And when are the moments where it's okay when um, they can like get something on their own or they can do something on their own where they don't have to wait as much? So how do we set that up at home, right? For me, I'll share in my own life. For me, the thing that makes me the craziest is when I'm cooking dinner and then inevitably everybody needs something from mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Okay. So during that time frame, I really try to set up the environment to allow myself not to be interrupted for them to show some patience during that time. So I might go out and tell my kids. So I have a five-year-old, a seven-year-old, an 11-year-old, and a 13-year-old. And so I go out and I say, mommy's going to cook dinner. You guys can play with this or this or this while I'm cooking dinner. And after I'm done cooking dinner, I'll come in here and find you. Now, that doesn't always work perfectly, right? They still come in. They're tattling on one another because they're playing a game and then, you know, they're screaming at each other. But if I can set some expectations ahead of time, that's how we set the environment. We set the expectation and then give them some things to do to set that environment up. Yeah, that's that's really great. I think about that in my own home and my girls are a little bit older, but it doesn't get a lot better. I've got news for you, Beth. They still want to interrupt you when you're doing things that you want to get done, even when they're older. Um, And I just think about setting the environment and setting the expectation. So if if I don't say to them, Hey, I'm, this is going to be 15 minutes, or this is going to be 30 minutes and I'm, I need this time alone, or I need this time uninterrupted because I have to do X, Y, Z. Um, then I'm not setting them up for the expectation of being patient. I'm, you know, it is kind of a free for all, right? So setting the expectation is really, really important. Um, And then I also, I hate to even mention it, but my own behavior, our own behavior as parents and our level of patience or lack of patience has to play into their mentality or their understanding of patience as well. Definitely. So if it's time to, um, you know, brush their teeth, take a shower in the evening, I find that in the evening, it may be the hardest for us to be patient with yeah. them yeah. as they are shifting themselves away from watching TV or doing something that they enjoy to start the bedtime routine, let's say. Yeah. So I think it's reminding ourselves that I can take a breath or count to five in my mind and show some patience with my kids as I am kind of waiting for them to get going before I keep repeating and repeating and repeating my instruction to them. I think driving is also a common place where our kids are watching or while we're waiting for our table at a restaurant or waiting in the line um, at the grocery store, practicing patience by even even labeling it with your kid next to you in the grocery line. Like, we're just going to be patient, aren't we? What can we do while we're being patient? We can play I Spy. We can hum in our mind. We can, um, we can play another game while we're standing here. But something that keeps them busy, but then also labels, this is what patience looks like. Yeah. Yeah. I love the um, get who can guess the total of the groceries to the nearest amount game. That's a pretty fun game. Um, Yeah, absolutely. I think those are all really, really great suggestions. And I find that for me, I am most impatient when I let my mind focus 
on the thing that I am being impatient about, right? Like if I'm being, if, if this taking long is going to make me late for something else, or if this taking long is keeping me from something else I want to be doing, I find that if my mind is stuck on that, then I become more impatient and I'm more grouchy or more stressed. Whereas if I let myself play the, let's talk to the cute little baby behind me in the line, or how much are the groceries going to add up to game? I can distract myself enough to have some perspective and to become more patient as I um, stop distracting my, or as I start to distract myself uh, uh, from the thing that's making me impatient. So, you know, I think when your kid's a little older, third, fourth, fifth grade, those are distractions that they can do as well. Yeah. And I love actually that um, the examples that both of us gave, we didn't even really think about this, but Ooh, if I'm really honest, most of the time when I'm trying to be quote patient, I am like scrolling on my phone. Oh, right. Yeah, for sure. Right. So like if I have four seconds at a stoplight, I'm not really waiting patiently. I'm like looking at my phone, which really isn't displaying what patience at the heart of it really is about. Right. Right. So I think as, as I was sitting here thinking about elementary age kids, the other thing that, that struck me is realizing in your kid and if you have more than one kid, it might look differently. But what does impatience look like? Mm, yeah. We need to label it as such instead of you're being disrespectful. Yeah. Which is very different from you're being impatient. Yeah. Now, they might still be yelling or stomping their feet or whatever, but we have to get to the root of what's causing their outward behavior and then label it as such. And then... Rather than, oh man, I hate to say this. Okay. Rather than punishing it all the same way, right? Like yeah. if you don't start being patient, I'm taking away your phone for the next six years. Yeah. Okay. So let's just take a little step back. So realizing if they're showing impatience, that is a skill they are still developing. Yeah. So it's important for us to remember that I'm 40 years old. And patience is a skill I'm still developing. Right. And if my husband took away my phone every time I showed impatience. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, I, yeah, absolutely. That's a really good point. I would be unavailable to anyone ever. <laughs> yes. Straight to voicemail all the time. Absolutely. Okay. This is plenty for me to chew on. I'm sure that our listeners feel the same way. This is a lot to think about um, at a time when, patience feels like a limited quantity for all of us. So mm. um, next month, we're going to talk about something else. And it's another one that I think is difficult in the home. And that's peace. But I'm really excited to talk about it, because I think we can give some really good strategies and ideas for how to have a more peaceful home. All right. So if people want to know more about you or about the work that you do, and learn more about how you could, they might apply patience through that work, how could they find you? My website is makewordsmatterforgood.com. And on Facebook, uh, you can follow along um, MWM with kids. Awesome. You can learn more about Core Essentials at coreessentials.org, or you can follow us on social media at CE Values. And we'd love to have you be part of the conversation and ask us questions and, um, you know, give us your advice too. Clearly, Beth and I need some help on the patient's front. <laughs> if, you, if you all have some words of wisdom, we would be glad to hear them. So love we it. will check in with everybody next month. See you, everyone.